With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi folks, Stephen Wilson here from Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet and I recently caught up with the NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa where we talked about how she got started in wrestling, her time in Lucha Underground and getting the call from NWA and of course that night at Hard Times where she won the NWA Women's Championship. I hope you enjoy, here it is. The best way we always like to start our interviews here at the podcast actually Rosa is just to ask um uh, why do you love wrestling? Where's your passion from it come from? Um, honestly, I think it's like the the possibility of creating new stuff and um and the platform that you can build as a wrestler and how far you can like reach people like your message or whatever you want to like convey beyond you know the ring. Um, I think that's where my passion grows and um um. And when I get the the whole you um, your drive like really motivates me to continue to do something that I never thought I would like when fans tell me this that's when I'm like okay I'm doing it right you know more than like oh my god I'm getting so much money oh my god I'm getting all this fame you know for me it is the same like right now I'm talking to you I'm folding clothes you know I don't have a man I'm not rich it's just like. I mean, we're, I'm getting there, you know, like, that's that's the goal. You want to be, like, to a point where you can sustain yourself in the future. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I want to get, get, but, you know, but it's still, like, I'm, I'm a human being. I'm a normal person. Yeah, totally. I think that's quite relatable to a lot of people. I think, Ken, to, you find some people are worried that they think that wrestlers are just these, like, big, massive celebrities. But, as you say, you've, you've got a relatable element, but I think uh, strikes a lot with the fans, I think it's fair to say. Yes, I think that's what it is. Uh, I mean, a lot of people, they, they I mean, I, I, I think that's one of the criticisms that I might get and like, oh, you, you got to keep it kayfabe. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, I'll keep it kayfabe. But at the same time, I'm, I'm going through a lot of the same issues that a lot of my fans are going through, you know, um, like self-doubt, um, you know, you, that you struggle with day-to-day like stuff, like being a mom, being a wife and being a fighter is just like really like 
it is hard to like balance, you know, and it's just like, I, I know I bet some other women that are like have way more kids than I do, the struggle with the same things that I'm struggling with. So I just want to convey to them and I don't, not so much as, as, as a wrestler, but as a woman, you know, because we, we all go through the same issues and we all want to like, uh, be respected and, and, and wanted to get that spot in, in society, you know, in general. So, I mean, I think that is important too, as, mm. as, as, an, uh, as me as a performer to like, let, let people know, you know, it's like, it is okay to like struggle sometimes. It is okay to feel this way sometimes, but you know, we have to fight harder to mm. like go where we don't want to go. Yeah, totally. I mean, in terms of your kind of beginnings in the kind of industry, at what point did you make the kind of transition from being somebody who was a fan to taking on wrestling as a professional? What point did you start to t- training to get to make this your career aspiration? I think it was like a year in me going to like show like like local shows and stuff like that. That was like, ah, eh, you know what? I'm gonna start volunteering and see what it's all about, you know, and like check it out before uh, I go all all in. You know, um, so that was like in 2013, 2014. That's when I became like where I became a student. Mm-hmm. What was your local promotion? Just out of curiosity, what was the shows that you were going to before you when you started volunteering? Um, so it was I, I went to like the school that I went to was like Gold Rush. So I went to like their shows in Pacifica. Then I went to APW, which is All Pro Wrestling at Hayward, California, in the at the garage where they had like great, great technical wrestling that's what like really got my attention because like the, the, the athletes there were absolutely amazing um then i used to go to hood slam in oakland california every first friday of the month and that was really popular with all the hipsters and all the um, pot smokers and people <laughs> that just want the time you know because like it's all about f the fans and 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 everybody gets belligerent and, and drunk and just say like, people that have a good time you know so uh that and then like other shows around the area and the bay area and i also travel like believe it or not like six seven hours to like los angeles to go to like all women's shows for uh, um it was aws uh because he used to have a card with women and like i was interested in women's wrestling even though like six years ago there was women wrestling but it wasn't as predominant as it is now Mm -hmm. women's shows so i will travel over there just to see like some people that i look up to you know so yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was your um, inspiration when you were starting out? Because you, you said you travelled to all these uh, women's shows across the, across the globe uh, to, to watch this talent. Well, yeah, I mean, I used to um, follow... Who do I used to follow? Um, Sarah Stock. Sarah Stock was, like, she was still wrestling. And um, I used to follow her Instagram and Twitter. Uh, she was really fun and she was, like, really accessible to her fans. That's what I really enjoy about her. Um, who else I used to follow? Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, I think I reached out to like two or three people. It was her, well, like American. Uh, she little Melissa because she uh, graduated from uh, APW, so I was like yeah. interested in her career too. She was very successful. Um, so I had a couple, uh, I had communication with her from time to time when she was in town. Um, who else? I mean, like I said, there was very few people at the time where that I could actually like talk to and ask questions about women's wrestling. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you, you very early doors, I think it was fair to say that you kind of started getting on the on the radar of the likes of uh, Stardom and likes of Lucha Underground. Uh, what was it like um, getting on these uh, companies' radars so early on in your career? Uh, it was daunting. It was very daunting, actually. <laughs> I was really uh, 
really scared of failing and like um but i knew that i had what it takes to like go to the next level you know and um for like stardom when i went the first time i mean you go as a newbie you go there to do the job you know but you like you come with all these like ideas and preconceptions about women's wrestling and and how it should be and all this stuff so uh, it was like 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 a letdown a little bit but i that made me learn so much about myself in terms of like i had to work harder than anybody else if i wanted an opportunity and then um and then i went to this show that was the startup. The guys from Lucha Underground came because they were like scouting people, and they were interested in me. So I was like, oh, so you know what? I'm like, therefore, I'm gonna be in a pretty dope show. And me, I signed a contract without reading it. Don't do that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I got signed, and um, and that's where Cobra Moon uh started, and it was an excellent excellent platform for me to learn how to work tv and and in and, and such a big you know arena it was amazing like i just remember being there going there you know getting on the planes and being treated like you're a star and stuff so it was like super awesome on yeah you mentioned about the the lunch underground it was how you worked in that type of uh, environment so do you feel that the the way the lunch underground format works helped you to kind of transition to the kind of studio format that uh, NW Power's got? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like, they taught me so much about, like, how to work the camera and, this, like, how to, like, do facial expressions, how to cut a promo, you know, um, um, how to be, like, especially working for TV, because I was so used to working in indies where you have to yell and you have to do all this stuff, and you didn't have to do all that stuff. So it, it helped me so much. Then when I went to WOW, I was just like, like, you know, a fish in the water. I was just like, yeah, this is easy. Then NWA came in and I, I was just asked, where is the camera? What angle do you want me to show? What kind of stuff do you want me to portray? It, it became easier because like we work with, um, with the director that will direct and produce the scenes, uh, like all the, like the promos and stuff. And then we will work with the, the writers and producers for, for the actual show. So you work with different people with different views. So it was, it was really good to me. And then working with like people of the caliber of, um, you know, um, Ray Mysterio, Ricochet, um, all the triple A stars, um, you know, Johnny Mundo, who was like great, always in a, with a great attitude. Now she's in WWE. Like all the guys went back to WWE. Um, mm -hmm. I met MVP, like all these people, man. And always picking their brain. I'm like, hey, man, what should I do for next time? How could, what, what should I work on? I mean, I, I want to get better. Like I need help. You know, I was always like, I was never afraid of asking for help. So, um, yeah, it really helped. Yeah, definitely. Some of the names you mentioned, there's not a lot of better help than the likes of like Rey Mysterio and uh, Ricochet. I know. Fantastic way to kind of get started out. Uh, we obviously mentioned about NWA Power there, and obviously you were one of the first uh, wrestlers signed up to the U uh, format uh, last year. At what point did the guys from NWA get in touch with you and say, we want you to be part of our U program? It's been a while, actually. Uh, Lagana, uh, I got in contact with Lagana, and he like followed my social media, and he'll be talking to me, and he'll be like, you know what, I got something for you. Just be patient. I got something for you. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be patient. You know, I have nothing else to lose. I mean, at that point, 
you know, I was trying to get out of my contract. For I didn't really have like, like a plan of exit when I, I asked for my release. And um, I'm a firm believer that, you know, things happen for a reason, the way that happened. And, you know, um, a lot of other stuff is starting lining up and, and you know, NWA came at the perfect, at the right, at the right time. And, and it was, you know, I was in the right place. So, um, yeah, it was, it was just like that. Uh, did you have any other offers from any other companies around about that time? Because obviously last year was a point there was loads of stuff going on in wrestling like with the start of AEW. Was it just NWA that kind of made the call or did you have a lot, any other stuff on the table? No, I didn't have nothing, man. Again, it was like people really underlook my character and just me in general. Like They were like, yeah, you're a great wrestler, but, you know, this, this and that and that. Oh, man, you're great, but, you know, that are, we want you for a referee. And I was just like, want to be a referee but you know i'll do a tryout regardless it's just an opportunity you know i mean when you're hungry you you're trying whatever but you know like i said things happen for a reason um nwa came into my life then you know at the same time combate americas which is a number one mma company for latino uh fighters contacted me too through uh alberto de rio and i was just like well, i'm just gonna try this i mean how hard can it be you know and jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely saw that in the the documentary stuff that NWA showed there, uh, and you also see with the some of the other re some wrestlers who have transitioned to it in the past, the likes of CM Punk, uh, when he moved that move to N uh, MMA, it just wasn't the same transition for him. So it must be hard to kind of going from the scripted nature to that kind of combat sport. Oh my God, you have no idea, man. It was like. You got to learn everything from, from scratch, dude. And it's just like, and you got to get good, like quick, you know, cause like a lot of the, the women that are fighting, they've been fighting for years. So you're like fighting with people that have a lot of more experience than you do, you know? So it is rough, but it's not impossible. Like I said, uh, right now I'm like, most of my training is focused, it's MMA focused. And, and that's, you, you can see it also in, in my, in my in-ring uh, performance too. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that earlier on as well. You said a lot of people kind of underestimate your character. Uh, one thing I noticed, I mean, don't take this in the wrong way, but do you get a lot of comparisons to uh, Rosemary from Impact Wrestling at all? Because I see God. a lot of similarities in your in the way you used to go about, the way he's kind of looked. My God, man, I used to get so upset. There's, I, I mean, I Rosemary is a wonderful person. She has a wonderful character. She has not like her character and my character have nothing to do with each other, you know, like mm. nothing. And um, and just people were like, "Oh, you're you're just a copycat of Rosemary." I'm like, dude, you, if you do, you even know wrestling? Like, I've been doing the face way before than Rosemary. Like, chill, you know. It's just like I used to get so mad, so now I'm just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, because I'd never, I'd never watched uh, Lucha Underground. That's one of my kind of black spots in wrestling. So when I seen you kind of debut on NWA, I didn't know much kind of about you at that particular point. So I just saw the look and thought it was the Rosemary face paint. But obviously, as you said, the two years are completely different in terms of your character and not just that the kind of way you just kind of go about things in the ring. Yeah, we're like completely different. Like we're two completely different people, you know. And um, uh, what I was gonna say. Uh, my style of wrestling is completely different than hers. Um, uh, what else? Uh, my face pain is not even the same as Rosemary. You know, my my has to do with my culture. Um, I'm Mexican, you know, and we celebrate Day of the Dead. That's what I 
pain in my face. So that's why I used to be like so mad. I'd be like, guys, educate yourselves, you know. <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, you kind of when we were touching upon the kind of MMA aspect of it. I found when I've spoke to uh, we've at uh, the podcast spoke to like so Ricky Starks and Nick Aldis from NWA as well, and they've mentioned the kind of the kind of flexibility and what the guy is like he's doing in terms of contract wise. Do you the what's kind of your contract situation like with them? Do they kind of let you do obviously you do the stuff in Japan? Do you have kind of a flexibility in terms of your independent bookings across the world? Um, I mean, if 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 they're gonna follow the NWA guidelines, absolutely yes, I can pretty much wrestle anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I before I signed with a. Uh, with NWA, like one of the things that I was very clear, I said, I'm signing with a contract for MMA and I have to do four fights. So therefore, you know, this is, this is part of my, my, you know, my contract. They're like, yeah, it's totally fine. And, and they were really, actually, they were really excited when, when um, I'm telling them, like, they're always asking me when you're going to fight again, when you're going to fight again, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I like it. I, I am, I'm enjoying myself. Um, I am, um, Really, like being in NWA is allowing me to work a lot more on my social media, and and it's uh, really paying off not only for me but for the company too. I mean, the fans are like so nice to me, and they were beyond excited when I when I won the championship. I mean, it was like they were demanding NWA to like literally just give her the championship now. You know, it was it was the greatest thing. Um, so. Uh, it's great. I, I am having a really good time and I'm learning so much from everything. Yeah. I mean, uh, from, from your social media activity that I see from you, Rosa, you seem to be very active with it. And you engage quite a lot with the fans. And in terms of the wrestling industry in uh, years past, there's always a bit of criticism. Sometimes you don't kind of see that same connection on social media, with, especially in the bigger companies, the likes of the WWEs and that. So it's, from a fan's perspective, it's refreshing to kind of see somebody like yourself being so active and being so engaging. I mean, it is important in this day of age, especially if you want to keep people engaged. And uh, I'm not, I'm not going to call NWA a new company, which is not a new company. It's been running for a while. But I'm mm-hmm. talking about damping something like NWA. It is so important for, for all of us to like stay relevant and, 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 um, and present on social media because that's what people are, especially on Twitter. People are very, very active on Twitter and they interact a lot, you know. Um, and and it also like, I mean, as the, some stars of the uh, of of WWE, they you know they they have their YouTube and, and their YouTube channels and they interact that way with fans. So it's not necessarily with with the wrestling per se, but you know. Um, another thing that I that I want to tie in, in in terms of like why I'm so interactive in social media is when I was in Instagram. We had like a little cult of l- the Lucha fans, the Lucha followers, mm-hmm. the Lucha crew. And they were like, not lying to you. They were so loyal. They will fly every time we had a, we had uh, taping. They will fly in for the taping, just like NWA. And, right. all that, and, and everybody that was in, in the show, we pretty much knew these people by name. You know, right. so I think that's one of the things that it was super important for me is to keep going with that you know, mentality, especially with some of the fans that I already know for a long time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you you also mentioned uh, uh, David Lagana earlier on as well, and um, him and Billy Corgan, obviously the guys running NWA. I mean, how much of an, an influence do they have backstage? Are they quite hands-on in terms of things, or do they kind of let you have a bit of creative freedom in what, how you go about things, obviously as a 
kind of studio uh, program is? They are super hands-on. Um, if you have a question, they're super open. Uh, they're, they're like have an open door policy. Um, I guess I have no complaints like at all. And um, I really admire Billy as a person and as a musician and as a creator and as a producer uh, because he is like, he cares for us and he cares for the company who wants this to, to work. I mean, he's made billions, I don't know about billions, millions of dollars in, mm -hmm. in, in the music industry. And for him to come to another industry and where, you know, he's so passionate about, I mean, that takes a lot of balls, man. So, mm -hmm. um, and it takes the right people that believe in what he believes. And I think he like him and Lagan are doing a really good job on, 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 on picking and selecting talent that believes on, on, on that too. Yeah, I mean, speaking of talent, um, one of the uh, well-known talents that they picked out that's working in NWA is, of course, Melina, who's obviously been in a big part of WWE in the 2000s. What was it like, or what is it like working with her on a regular basis as you are right now? Well, in the ring, she's a bitch. You know? <laughs> she, wants get, she wants, like, she's totally going, she puts, like, the whole, like, I'm a legend BS. And she just, you know, thinks because we're we're good and we're friends that she can just take my stuff, you know. What I mean, in that aspect, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with her at all. You know, she she just had too big of a head, but whatever. We'll we'll put her in place pretty soon. But in a professional, <laughs> she's very professional. She yeah, definitely. Because that's, I mean, that she's professional. However, you know, she's not. She takes all that professionalism and throws it out the window when she gets in the ring. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, and you, you you mentioned earlier on as well, your uh, how supportive the fans were of your um your win at hard times for the NWA Women's Championship. Can you talk to us about that night at hard times? What it was like winning that match, and uh, what an honour it was to be included in that kind of prestigious list of winners who have held that championship before. Uh, I just got chills just to think about it. Um, man. I wish my I wish my parents and my husband and my son would have been in the in, 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 in the in the studio. It was I couldn't sleep, first of all. The night before I was so nervous. Um I felt like I was gonna get in the cage, you know. Uh, there was a lot of pressure for us to put a good performance because like how we have built this match to that point. Uh there was a lot of pressure for me to perform just personally. Um, I wanted to cry so bad after the match was over because I'm getting emotional. Why am I getting emotional? It's been like two months, <laughs> like a month and a half. Um, like I was telling you earlier, like the fact that so many people like kind of like brushed me under the rug and like, they were like, yeah, well, you know, yeah, you're cute. You got face paint. Oh yeah, well you're this and that and like they never give me a chance and then I come to NWA and you know just things just happen like that and you know thinking about my my past thinking about my childhood thinking about all the things that I can accomplish now in the future because I have this you know little mm -hmm. thing under my belt you know well it's not a little thing it's actually a big thing. Um, <laughs> It, it was it was pretty freaking amazing, um, yeah. 
Yeah, one of the biggest compliments I've heard about this one is a lot of people are saying it's not just kind of the best match NWA's done in 2020 so far. There's so many people actually saying it's probably one of the best women's matches of this year so far in wrestling, which you got, that's pretty high praise in terms of the, you look at the kind of quality of female wrestling we're seeing right now. Yes, and I mean, I had a great dancing partner. She's crazy, Alison K. She's, she, like, she's crazy. Like, I, like, we bring the best out of each other. Always when we 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 hit the the ring, um, that was actually the first time that we faced each other ever. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy it was. chemistry. Yeah, it was. And um, my utmost respect to Allison Kay. I know she she held that championship for like two hundred and thirty something days. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I I read Wikipedia sometimes when I need. <laughs> 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 And, and the uh, little details, um, but um, I'm hoping that this is gonna be a long reign, and um, I'm just gonna keep making uh, my my Mexican heritage, my my Miss Mexicanos, and my lucha libre proud. You know, because I'm the first. I people are always like, uh, correct me uh, that I'm not. First, I'm not the first Latina to win this championship. I'm the first Mexican-born wrestler to win this championship. So. Uh, it's huge. It is absolutely huge in this day of age. Um, again, and I, I mentioned this a lot, especially now because you don't see so much women of color representation on top positions mm-hmm. in uh, some of the uh, big companies. You know, mm-hmm. and, and for this, it's like for me to be representing people of color, and I'm talking the, the Hispano, Hispanics and Latinos and, and me- Mexicans, it, it means a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And I hope, uh, from what we've seen early on, uh, the, 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 you've had a really good reign in, in the very early days. And I hope it's something that kind of goes on a bit uh, further. I mean, just in terms of your, your future in general, do you have any aspirations maybe in the next year or so to kind of wrestle anywhere else on NWA? Obviously, I'm speaking from a guy who's from the UK and, and Europe. Could we Man. ever see you? Could you ever see you wrestling in, in Europe at all at any point? I'm going to start clapping. Tell them, guys. To contact me so I can get them bookings. <laughs> you, you, wrestled, you wrestled for WXW at one point in your career. Am I right in saying that? Man, it was like one time in like like three years ago. I need to go back to like uh, the UK. Actually, uh, I was talking to um, uh, Wrestling Eve. Uh, oh, yeah. But my, yeah, but my dates are not, you know, we couldn't coincide with the date. So I was just like, I can't go. But uh, because of, uh, I have to go back to Japan, and um, oh, like oh, what a tour! I have to go back to Japan, guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, man, I'm like I'm down. I love I love the UK. I stay there for a month. The first time I went, I learned so much about the culture. Like yeah, I, I was drinking a lot of beer because it was so good out there. A lot of mm-hmm. coffee too. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love Europe. I can't wait to go back. I want to go back to, like, Spain. I want to go back to Germany. Um, I, I mean, I want to go to Italy. There's some guy from Italy was like, texting me, too, like, he wants me there, but they don't have any money. Um, I mean, I want to go to different places and, and definitely, like, take this championship and defend it anywhere I can. Uh, and hopefully it happens this year. Yeah, you mentioned Eve, and obviously you've mentioned quite a lot about all-women's promotions as well. There is actually an all-women's promotion as well in Scotland doing a lot of great things. I don't know if you're familiar with the Fierce Females promotion. No, no. Did I go to Scotland? 
<laughs> yeah, where did I go? I went to I went to Glasgow. Yeah, I'm I'm from Glasgow myself. Yes. Oh, you know, you remind me when you started talking. I wanted to cry because you remind me so much of Nikki Storm. Nikki Storm, I Nikki Cross. I. Yeah, I I uh, we were roommates in uh, in Japan on her really? last tour. And yes, we we were there for a month and a half with her, and she's amazing. She's an amazing human being. I'm so happy for all her success in WWE. I know that was her her childhood dream, and uh, I'm so happy I was there when she did her one of her tryouts. That was pretty cool. Yeah, we are we're all extremely proud over here in, in Scotland in general of what Nikki's doing in WWE. You know, um, so it's, it's uh, that's interesting. I never actually knew that you had the tour with her. I mean. Uh, is there any other one? Uh, obviously, you talked about the UK. I mean, how the the likes of Nick Aldis and um, uh, Thomas Latimer, do they talk quite highly of the scene over here? You know what? I haven't really asked that question. Um, I haven't really asked them that question. I should ask them, Mike, uh, about that. But, I, I mean, a lot of uh, our, our friends that work for the NWA, they, they're currently, like, working there. Uh, in 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 England, I mean, I know progress is really big, and yeah. I mean WWE. Like, I would I, if I wouldn't. I think if I wouldn't get signed for NWA, I would have tried to stay in WXW Dojo or something like that for a little while. Because I, I mean, I love doing that. I love going to places and um, staying there for a little while, so I can like get to get to know the culture, get to know the people, get to know their wrestling style, and like learn from that. It's so important when you are. Um, uh, a student of wrestling, you know, or a student of the game, to like to get to know what style, what psychology they have, and and, and how is that they they uh, they relate with the fans? Because I, I mean, not everywhere is. I, mean, I don't want to say that everywhere is different, but in some places things are different, and it's it's good to learn to learn. No, not totally. They say that you should always keep learning the game. You know, you you can you're never too old to kind of learn from somebody else. And I think if you've got that mentality going forward. I think that will do you well as your career kind of progresses. And I personally look forward to kind of seeing how your career progresses. I've enjoyed seeing what you've um, been producing in the last five months that I've followed you as a wrestling podcaster and a fan. So I wish you all the best of luck in what you can do in the next in the rest of the year. Thank you. And uh, like I said, I always had that mentality from the moment I started wrestling. Like you, it's never, like I said, I'm 33 years old and it's never too too late to learn and too late to tr uh, to not try to do things, you know, because our, you know, our lives are, can be cut super short, and tomorrow is not given, never. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's that's always been my mentality, and more, and now more than ever, enjoying this moment that I'm I'm in, enjoying the the fact that you know, I continue to progress and and and, and continue to make history and. Um, and I want to make I want to make my family proud, and I want to make myself proud. You know, to try, to always do something that you know everybody says that is impossible. Yeah, definitely, that's great. But before I let you go, Rosa, uh, you mentioned obviously had the importance of social media. Could you let our listeners know where they could find you on social media? Yes, but before I tell you where to follow me on social media, I gotta tell everybody from the area where you are that you have to get the pay per view. For the Crockett Cup. Yes. We're going to have the Crockett Cup on April 19th. And I know if some of you want to come, like I would love to have you there and take pictures with you. Uh, you can get the tickets at nationalwrestlingalliance.com mm -hmm. slash Crockett Cup. Uh, the tickets are for sale. 
the pay-per-view i think will come for sale in a couple weeks from now but um we would love to see all of you faces out there if not i would love to see all your tweets about this show it's gonna be amazing i mean um this arena holds i think thousand four thousand people so um we're excited. We're very, very excited. Um, they did a great job yesterday on three sales. Um, and we're just going to keep the ball rolling. Um, in terms of following me on social media, definitely if you want to see me like live, like stories, follow me on at Thunder Rosa 22. That's for Instagram and Twitter. I post a lot on my stories. You guys get to know me a little bit more in Drago. It's mostly Drago and I. The Drago and I show. Okay. Fine. And then um, on Facebook is Thunder Rosa 2. That's my like page. I post all my, my um, shows and um, like personal stuff there sometimes. And then uh, on YouTube, that's where you guys can see me, uh, you know, being me at Thunder Rosa. Just follow there, like, subscribe, comment. I respond to your comments. Very interactive. And the last thing, uh, I sell stuff on Big Cartel. That is on thunderrosa.bakertel.com. I deliver stuff anywhere in the world. If you guys have issues with that, uh, with the Bakertel, send me an email. You can send me an email through Bakertel, and then that's where we I, I do transactions like directly with people on on that. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Mel. Rose, I've had a great time talking to you today. Uh, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to kind of speak to us here at Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, and uh, I wish you best of luck in the future, as I said. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, after all those 30 emails that we sent, we made it. We made it. Absolutely, Bill. It's worth it in the end. It's like, again, pleasure, a pleasure talking to you. I look forward to seeing what happens at the Crockett Cup. Yeah, it's going to be amazing, guys. And don't forget to tune in on YouTube. It's free every Tuesday at 6.05. I don't know what time is over there in, um, in Glasgow. 11.05 p.m. 11.05 p.m., y'all. Like, If you can't sleep, watch it. If not, there's the replay. We'll love, we'll love to see you there commenting and, and uh, interacting with us. Sports Social Podcast Network.